Hey, just a heads up, my new book, Reframing Rich, Creating Better Relationships with Your Money, Yourself, and Others, is now available for sale on Amazon.com, and thanks to great people like you, has hit the bestsellers list. I hope you enjoy. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying your holidays. Welcome back to another edition of Fin Weekly, where I provide weekly updates on what's happening in the world of finance and the economy. My name is Steve Coffrin, and today is Thursday, December 28th, 2023. And we're going to go in and kick things off by talking about Apple's appeal. Apple Inc. is navigating a challenging legal landscape as it appeals a U.S. sales ban on its Series 9 and Ultra 2 watches, a result of a patent dispute with medical technology company Massimo Corp. The ban, upheld by the White House following the U.S. International Trade Commission's, the ITC's findings, impacts a significant portion of Apple's watch sales, potentially influencing its revenue, which has been on a four-quarter decline. Beyond financial implications for Apple, owners of the effective models may encounter difficulties with repairs until the ban is lifted, prompting Apple to work on a software update as a temporary solution. This case sheds light on the intricate dynamics of patent disputes within the tech industry, raising questions about intellectual property policies and competition. As the battle unfolds in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit, industry players and investors will keenly observe its broader implications for intellectual property rights and the resilience of major tech companies amid legal challenges. Moving on to record demand at the Treasury auction. Buyers, especially indirect bidders, made a strong showing in recent U.S. Treasury auctions, securing a record 77.6% of the 52-week bill auction and 71.6% of the six-month offering. The two-year debt sale experienced robust demand, pricing below its expected yield, indicating unexpected interest. Traders are now placing bets on substantial Federal Reserve interest rate cuts in 2024, eyeing over 150 basis points of cumulative easing. Investors are seeking higher yields in longer dated bills, aligning with Federal Reserve's updated forecast, hinting at a faster pace of cuts, 75 basis points, next year. This strategic move aims to capture current yields before the anticipated central bank easing. The potential impacts include emerging shifts in bond market dynamics and pricing, notably affecting yields across various maturities. The market's anticipation of significant 2024 rate cuts exerts pressure on the Federal Reserve to reassess its monetary policy stance, responding to economic indicators and market sentiment. Investors strategically positioning in Treasury auctions provide insights into market sentiment and confidence in longer-term investments. The involvement of foreign central banks, significant participants in these auctions, signals international interest and a response to global economic conditions influencing U.S. monetary policy. Up next, caution in yen bullish trend. The yen has been on an impressive 6% upswing against the dollar since November, attracting attention in the currency trading arena. However, Jeffrey's strategist Brad Bechtel is sounding a note of caution, suggesting that the yen's bullish trend might be approaching its zenith. The recent shift in institutional sentiment, with asset managers going net long for the first time since May, has raised concerns for Bechtel. Historical patterns indicate that similar sentiment shifts in January and March were followed by yen retracements. Despite expectations for a yen rally in 2023, Bechtel highlights challenges posed by historical trends 
and the expensive carry for holding yen as an investment. Bechtel's warning may influence currency traders, particularly those banking on a sustained yen rally, while investors may reconsider their bullish positions and explore alternative currency pairs if the yen rally is in fact over. More broadly, the trajectory of the yen could be influenced by potential rate adjustments by the Bank of Japan, which we touched on in the last episode. And global central bank policies, especially the divergence in interest rate movements, may impact the yen's relative strength. As the markets digest this news, we can expect traders and investors may recalibrate their positions in response to the potential shift in sentiment. Okay, let's talk about 2024 market optimism. Investors are wrapping up 2023 on a positive note as the stock market enjoys a boost in the final trading week, fueled by a year-end rally. The Dow Jones Industrial Average climbs 0.4%, the S&P 500 sees the same 0.4% gain, and the NASDAQ Composite advances by 0.5%. All three major indices closed the year with impressive double-digit gains, with the NASDAQ leading the pact with over 40%. The surge is credited to a wave of optimism surrounding a soft landing and positive expectations for 2024. Starting the year with concerns about pricing pressures and potential fallout from the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes, the narrative has shifted towards year-end. Now there's an optimistic outlook with expectations of the Fed concluding its tightening campaign, positive developments in the battle against inflation, and continued job market resilience. This positive sentiment impacts the overall market, boosts investor confidence, and propels the growth of major tech players like Apple, Microsoft, Meta, and Nvidia. Real estate data additionally indicates ongoing price appreciation in the U.S. housing market. As the year concludes, evolving narratives around central bank policies, economic indicators, and sector performance set the stage for market dynamics in 2024. Up next, Gen AI and the future of finance. Global banking leaders are delving into the potential of generative AI, or Gen AI if you want to sound cool, with two-thirds of senior digital and analytics leaders expecting it to reshape their business practices, particularly in the banking sector. McKinsey Global Institute projected that AI can contribute an annual value of $200 billion to $340 billion to the banking industry, equivalent to 9 to 15% of operating profits, which sounds great, but there's a lot of work to do first. Looking ahead, banking institutions would be wise to prioritize aligning their strategies, securing the right talent, adopting flexible operating models, and making informed technology decisions to help formulate effective data strategies, manage risks, and implement Gen AI at a larger scale. Doesn't this sound like what I always talk about? Value creation exists at the intersection of strategy and finance. There's economic value to be captured, but you have to have the right strategy in place. And that's really what we're talking about here in the banking sector. The overarching goal is to positively transform banking operations enhancing productivity, value creation, and customer experiences through successful Gen AI adoption and scaling. Okay, let's move on to Turkey's 49% minimum wage hike. Turkey's labor minister, Vedit Iskan, I probably totally botched that, okay, be patient with me, announced a significant move to raise Turkey's minimum wage by 49% in a televised press conference in Ankara. 
Starting in the new year, the monthly net minimum salary will be set at 17,000 liras, which is about $578, a substantial increase aimed at alleviating living costs for workers. This decision, driven by the cost of living crisis, anticipates inflation exceeding 70% ahead of local elections. The minimum wage hike, which will impact over a third of the country's workforce, serves as a crucial reference point for broader salary agreements. Investors and credit rating companies are closely monitoring Turkey's economic policies, particularly after a shift away from unconventional measures. Wall Street lenders caution that a hike exceeding 40 to 50% could complicate the central bank's efforts to curb inflation. Striking a delicate balance between addressing the cost of living crisis and the government's goal of halving inflation by the next year remains a significant challenge. The central bank's projections foresee inflation peaking above 70% in May and reducing to 36% by the end of 2024 as it adopts a more conventional monetary policy track with a benchmark rate of 42.5% since June. Now, this is one of the implications of raising minimum wage. In Turkey, similar to other parts of the world, as you increase labor costs, companies are forced to raise their prices, which creates this inflationary catch-22 cycle. You pay your employees more, so you have to raise the prices. Consumers have to pay more, so they raise their prices, and it just creates this major issue. So more to come on Turkey. We'll have to pay attention to what happens over there as it will impact the broader global economy. Up next, impacts from the Fed's liquidity. Participants in overnight funding markets are experiencing a resurgence of volatility influenced by the Federal Reserve's measures to reduce liquidity. The overnight repurchase agreement market, which has enjoyed relative calm for five years, witnessed initial rates at 5.5%, later retreating to 5.36% to 5.34%, signaling a departure from the recent stability and marking a notable shift from the tranquility seen in the year and period since 2018. The Federal Reserve's ongoing efforts to withdraw liquidity contribute to this increased volatility, especially as banks trim activity to strengthen their balance sheets for regulatory compliance at year-end. Key impacts include observations of the secured overnight financing rate, the SOFR, which fixed at 5.35% on December 26, slightly up from the prior session, and an anticipated rise in usage of the Fed's reserve repo facility, with 90 counterparties parking $819 billion on December 27th, the highest since December 13th. Additionally, sponsored repo activity is reaching a record $1.031 trillion as of December 22nd as banks shift transactions to navigate regulatory constraints on their balance sheets when dealing with counterparties like money market funds and hedge funds. More to come on this, but definitely something to pay attention to. And finally, we conclude with year-end economic sentiment indicators. So lastly, let's delve into recent positive economic trends, financial market shifts, and improved customer sentiment. A key driver of this positivity is a significant decrease in inflation, particularly in food and energy prices. Since June of 2022, the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, has dropped from 9.1% to 3.1%, with gasoline prices down nearly 40%, resulting in a boost to real wages, aligning with pre-pandemic levels. Noteworthy productivity gains over the past two quarters have allowed for wage increases without negatively impacting company profits, 
which is great for consumers and companies alike, fostering a favorable economic environment. And the Federal Reserve's decision to pause interest rate hikes signifies a positive impact on real GDP growth and inflation. Additionally, the strong performance of the S&P 500 index approaching all-time highs has positively influenced retirement accounts, adding to that overall sense of optimism for everyone. As a finance person, this optimism is telling me that we're shifting towards a more positive economic trajectory driven by things like reduced inflation, improved real wages, productivity gains, and the performance of the S&P 500 too. And if you're wondering why monitoring consumer sentiment matters, the main reason is because it can accurately reflect the overall confidence in the economy, making it an incredibly valuable indicator for investors to keep an eye on. Analyzing sentiment empowers investors to make informed decisions, understanding potential shifts in consumer behavior and their implications for economic and market growth. So more power to you. But keep in mind that all of this can change in a blink of an eye, and that's how fragile our economy is. So although things are looking more optimistic, all it's going to take is for things to unravel in other parts of our economy, such as in banking or in commercial real estate, and all of this can go in a different direction. But for now, things are looking more optimistic as we approach the year end. I'm excited for 2024, even though 2024 is going to be a weird year in the United States because it is an election year. And typically, there are shenanigans and other things that occur during these election years. So we'll watch out for that. But overall, I'm excited for 2024 and for what's to come. I hope you are too. And hopefully you're taking advantage of this time at year end to slow down a little bit and to think about what you want to achieve in 2024. For me, it's always important to look at what I'm doing in life, what's working and what's not working, and then to prune. And the big thing is, is we have to cut things out of our lives to make room for new opportunities that will be coming our way. So I encourage you to take this time to slow down, look at your life, set some goals, understand what skills and capabilities you need to build into 2024 and beyond, and start positioning yourself for the wonderful opportunities that will be coming your way. Okay, the last thing I'll say is in 2024, if you wanna take your skills to the next level, go to boostingyourfinancialiq.com. Check out the resources that we have there for you. There's a wonderful program that I put on called Strategic Financial Mastery. I highly encourage you to check that out. Because when you listen to these market updates, what I want you to do is not just to listen to these episodes, but to take this information and then go execute. Go implement the strategies in your business, in your career that will drive greater values so you can also reap the upside. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful week. And until next episode, take care of yourself. Cheers. Hey, real quick, if you get value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review. Also, if you want to be featured on the show, send me a recording with your name, your age, where you're from, and your question through a voice note or a video using your smartphone. Then email me the file at hello at byfiq.com. BYFIQ stands for boosting your financial IQ. So once again, it's hello at BYFIQ.com. If selected, I'll give you a shout out and answer your question for you and the entire community. One last thing, if you want access to additional resources that will help you fast track your path to financial freedom, visit BYFIQ.com or download our free app in the Apple or Google Play app store today. Thanks again.